This is Homeschooling in Real Life. The Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Good evening, my lady. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Lady Kendra. We Ladies would... don't have names like Kendra. Oh, they don't? I have such a 70s name. Like Charlotte? Charlotte. No, Lady Charlotte? Does that sound like a name? Sure. Elizabeth. What an intro this is. Hey, Margaret. this is uh, episode 151, Nights in Training. That's where I was going with the lady. I got it. I got you. You knew I got you, Fletch. Got so, you back. Um, we're, we'll get to that in a minute, but we want to welcome you. Welcome any new listeners. We just got back from Atlanta uh, just last week. We were at the Teach Them Diligently conference in Atlanta. We spent about six days there. We did. We got to meet Barrett and Jennifer Johnson in real life. That's right. And they were delightful. They've they were, been on probably four episodes, yeah. I'm thinking. Anytime yeah. we talk about mm-hmm. sex, Barrett and Jennifer are on, <laughs> or kids. And I just talked to him a couple episodes back on um, Raising a Young Man's Guide to Awesomeness, his new book yeah. that just released. You have to go get it. Yes. Um, we'll talk more about that later in the show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're, we got back. But let hey, me wait tell a minute. You. We also had dinner with Kathy Lee. Oh, we did. From, yes. Was it real... Real life with Kathy Lee or mm, the homegrown preschooler. Homegrown pre- she yeah. is something. She is exciting. We're, we enjoyed <laughs> our time with her as well. I I think my word for Kathy Lee is kinetic. Kinetic. She calls so herself energy. a hot mess. Yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> She's a hot ball of energy. Yeah. That girl. So <laughs> and one of our podcasters on the network. So go check out her show. Um, I was going to say this about Atlanta. Atlanta, you folks, your Bible Belt is cinched tight. Tighter than I was expecting it to be when I was sharing a lot about hope shifting. Yeah, we were. We talked a lot about hope shifting, and that's a brand new concept to people. Actually, I don't think that the concept is new because we all understand idolatry, right? Right, sure. But that word, hope shifting, and we had people grab us after our workshops and say, whoa. Yeah, so if you're one of those four women that talked to us after (laughs) our hope shifting and you're just listening now... Uh, that made the conference for me to meet, you know, four people are like, I feel like they got a private session with us. That's what they said or something. <laughs> it's like, funny, yeah. I just was excited to talk about it. So, uh, but I was, I did this one that I kept talking about, um, art films and naked statues. Yeah. You took it from the title of our talk yeah. with Lori Lane. Yes. And I just felt like they wanted to put me on a plane and send me back to the West coast. Ooh, that's right. You felt like there, that that's the one that the belt was tight. Yeah. Like, like a noose. Who are you? Because the <laughs> suggestions I gave about bringing mm. your kids into culture just crashed. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot like the uh, the woman that asked me if I was okay with our kids living in Portland because there are so many alternative lifestyles. Right. And here is where our faith has to be tested, Fletch. We talk about this over and over again, but you know, right at the right at the beginning of this episode, we've got to realize our, is our God bigger than an alternative lifestyle? Yeah. And our yes. you know, I'll tell you what I thought. This came to you. I really think this was a Holy Spirit thing because I was speaking, um, someone asked a question about walking into culture with your kids. And I said, you know what? I gave an example of walking into culture and I said you know what? I wanted to hear what those people were saying on their turf. What are the conversations they were having where they were comfortable with their own people? 
so that hopefully I could invite them back to my turf mm-hmm. and, and show them the conversations that we're having over here. And by my turf, I mean what Christians are saying. This is These are the conversations Christians are having about the world and about culture. But through the history of Christendom, one of those two groups has to move first. And I, was, I said out loud, the history has been Christians always move first. You go into territory and reclaim it for Christ. That's what I said. I, I felt I was standing solidly on the world, but boy, it did not go over well. I don't mm. think that was a, that, that concept of like we go into enemy territory and it's okay to bring our kids with us and show them this is how you fight in the marketplace. This is how you stand up for Jesus. This is how you have conversations. Oh, yeah. So anyhow. Good trip, though. We had a great time. Loved Atlanta. And now we're home, and it's graduation season. Yes, it is. We and as a, we yeah. record this, we are actually done. But, man, except, well, today, the day we are recording this is our daughter's 16th birthday. But that is only after a string of graduation activities. stuff. Yeah. A, yeah, activities and a 40th birthday last night that we did a live Facebook Yeah, from a Fiesta. Video. That's right. So if you're on Facebook and you're on our homeschooling IRL and you missed that, boy, you can get some live mariachi. Yeah, it was great. Well, they were, it was live. So <laughs> this, we talked about in that live video how this was a delayed episode because of everything with graduation, but we are now into summer. And uh, we, had a, we had a 1970s summer last year. We can do something different this year. Um, dude, I am just going to sleep. Just sleep. You yeah. know what? We moved. That was a big thing. You, you Listeners have been around. We've moved. We're in a new neighborhood. We have a ton of families within a stone's throw from our home. Um, some are homeschooled. Some are public schooled. Kind of a little bit of everything. But it's this traveling mob of kids. Uh, but okay. more than that, families that just love each other. Right. So the traveling mob of kids. But Fletch, the other night we get this text late, right after our daughter's graduation, saying... Hey, the Hobbit hole's open. Fire pits roaring. Come on over. Yeah, well, adults only. The Hobbit hole is this little cutout in the fence on the alleyway from one of our neighbors' yards. This is a homeschooling family that our kids have have become friends with, and uh, we climbed through that Hobbit hole at about 10 p.m. Yeah. and sat there at that fire pit until midnight. Adults only. Boy, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Great time. Um, So, are you ready to get into this nights in training? Yes, sir. All right, let's roll. The animated feature Ice Dragon Legend of the Blue Daisies blooms on big screens nationwide for a two-day family-friendly adventure. Take an amazing journey to an enchanted world that holds a secret where hope is in a song. In select cinemas nationwide, March 24th and 26th only. Tickets are on sale now at phantomevents.com. If you missed the live event, purchase a copy for your home library on Blu-ray, digital, or DVD. Visit icedragonmovie.com for free resources for the kids. All right. Now, I screw this up every time. Heather Haupt. You got it. I did it. Boom. Right out of the gates. (laughs) Uh, We sat down with her to talk about her brand new book, Nights in Training, and we had a great conversation. Are you ready to go to the interview? Let's do this. Hey, Hurlers, we are excited to have back with us Heather Haupt, who was on an earlier episode talking about principles uh, and 
uh, relationships with our children. And so we, we just loved having Heather and wanted so badly to introduce you to her newest book that's coming out on Raising Boys. So welcome, Heather. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back with you both. Yeah, that was episode 142, and this is episode 151. So we brought her back quickly. We did. We, like, we let said, no let's get this girl in the door. Grass grow. Get back on the show. So, yeah, welcome back. Hey, uh, this is right up my alley. We're talking about boys tonight because uh, I've, I've got five of them. Five of the eight Fletchers are boys. And I always said I was a boy dad. Smelly Heather. and loud. Yeah, they smell like wet dog and grass at the afternoon time. <laughs> so true. So, Even when they're little. Yeah, so um, we are excited to talk about boys. So this new book, what is the new book called? The new book is called Knights in Training, 10 Principles for Raising Honorable, Courageous, and Compassionate Boys. Wow, that sounds uh, like a mouthful. I'm 10. Boy, I like when things are boiled down like that. Why did you write this new book or how did this new book come about? So the book actually came about because of a homeschool lesson. So my kids were little and we are jumping into learning about the Middle Ages. And I read the very first book and my boys were hooked. And so they're pulling out their swords and they're waging battles. And I'm looking at them going, oh, light bulb moment. I'm going to teach them chivalry. I'm going to teach them how a man ought to treat a woman. And so I go to the Internet and I start researching how am I going to do this gathering game plan. That's what we moms do, right? In the 21st century. Right, exactly. (laughs) And what I discovered about chivalry blew me away. I had always thought that chivalry was merely how a man treats a woman. It was opening doors, being respectful. And it was so much more than that. It was really a whole code of conduct. It was a way that they lived. Um, and it was a really powerful ethos. And as I was reading about it, I was inspired and I said, yeah, this, no, this is really what I want to do. I want to raise my boys to embody the ideals and the heart of a knight. I want to raise them to be modern day knights. And so I took from the Song of Roland, which is a French epic, I took out of the 19 elements that were in that epic poem, I took out 10 that I felt were really applicable and timely for my boys. And I printed the list up and burned the edges so it gave it that little authentic flair. And I posted it and I called my boys together and I said, okay, it is time for night training. And they were like, what? Sword fights? And they were just so excited. And then I laid out that they, I gave them the commission that they were called to live up to this code of chivalry and that I was going to be looking for feats of chivalry in their everyday lives. And so over the next couple of weeks, we just sort of unpacked what that would look like for them and how they could take what they were reading about from the knights of old and make it a reality in their life as boys today. So essentially you gave them a challenge, which is what every male in the universe loves, right? Right. Yes. Now, tell me, hey. tell me this. Was your husband involved in this? This sounds like the kind of thing I would have gotten involved in too. Like I would have been making chain mail out in the garage. Yeah. Um, I would have tried to find a dragon of some sort that we could conquer. Yes. Yeah. He loved taking us. He would go with the boys to the park where we would wage mock battles. And so he was always loving to one up them by like taking the high ground. And so the boys learned a lot about battle um, from the defeats that they experienced at the hand of their dad. <laughs> well, you know what's so great about this? When our first set of guys were little down, I'd say they were 11, 11, 9, and 7, or somewhere in there. They're just preteen. 
there was a group in our hometown that was teaching chivalry, not not at all homeschool, not at all Christian, not a, just just a guy who loved uh, the idea of the knighthood. And he took a right. whole group of young men through this, mm-hmm. gave them um, actual, you know, battle implements, but taught them the principles of battle, um, which just go against everything you've ever seen in a Robin Hood movie or, you know, Knights of the Round Table movie. He really talked about the honor and respect and the code of the code of the knights. Right. So uh, that's cool. And I, I remember our guys just eating it up. They loved it. And, and of course, yeah. they loved having the battle swords to hit each other with. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, and boys are battle wired. They love to fight. And that's what, as women, we don't really quite get. We don't understand that they can beat the tar out of one another and then be best friends afterwards. Um because as women, when we fight, we're not best friends afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's just, they're different. And we need to learn to embrace what makes them uniquely boy. So, and, yeah. So what is that? What is the gist of this book? I mean, we're going to dive into it for our listeners who don't have it in their hands yet. Let's tell them what it's all about. So what I did when I came to the point of flushing it out is I took each code each aspect of the code, and I really fleshed out what does it look like? What did it look like for the knights of old? And I really tried to draw specifically from picture books that are available now so that you could go get picture books to read to your boys or chapter books on knights and then point out like where they were living out various aspects of the code. And then I talk about why it's so important today because these principles, they're just timeless. And so I do that, and then I have at the end of each chapter a throw-down-the-gauntlet section with different activities or things to talk about with your boys that really help solidify it and bring it home and make it practical. Now, you talked with us a little bit about um, really getting the idea of when we're dealing with our boys, talking about celebrating and then recognizing them. Can you open that up a little bit for our listeners? Yeah. um, There is so much... Boys are just, we're having a crisis with boys in our culture where they are growing up and they don't want to go out and get jobs. They are dependent on parents much farther into adulthood than their female counterparts. And so we're seeing this. All of us as a culture are seeing, whoa, there's something wrong here. And so what I'm doing in my book is I'm backtracking and going, what are we doing in the early years or what are we not doing that's setting them up? for failure and what can we do instead to set them up to succeed and part of that is recognizing that boys are different and so when they have that loud and boundless energy when they want to move all day every day instead of squashing it and treating them like defective girls we instead recognize that they need to move they need to have a sense of purpose we cannot give them mindless work to do they don't do things just to make the adults in their life happy, they need to know that it has purpose. And so that's what I really try to draw parents back to is embracing how they're wired, recognizing that they want adventure, they want to be the hero. And when they have, when we give them that charge and tell them that they have the opportunity to be the hero in their everyday lives, they really, they take that up and they want to live up to that. This is great. I just had a conversation several weeks ago on the show uh, with Barrett Johnson, who just wrote a book called The Young Man's Guide to Awesomeness. And, you know, where it's set apart, you, you, he starts off with purity and he talks about relationships, but then he sets off this part very much to what you're writing on uh, training boys to save the world. In other words, get off your butts. Life isn't a video game. 
And I, that just sounds exactly what you're trying to do as well. Like, let's inspire, let's recognize that these boys can be heroes in their own story. And, and let's yeah. just unleash them. Yeah, because a lot of times they escape the video games because they want to be that hero. And we don't give them opportunities to do it in their everyday lives. I still remember being at a park and my one of my sons picked up a stick and turned it into a rifle. And he's on the edge of the playground aiming out over the lake shooting at imaginary foes sure and this mother runs over freaking out grabbing his stick from him and saying we do not do weapons <laughs> and she just she totally shut him down and and that's what we do we have these ideas that if boys want to protect or if they have this urge to turn their banana into a gun that they're somehow these violent psychopaths and we end up taking that fire out of their spirit and saying that they don't have purpose. And so that's what we really need to recognize that they're wired different. They have this urge to protect and to defend and to really cultivate that and celebrate it. You know, Kendra, she's talking right up uh, your alley here because we have boys that made guns out of American cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had weaponry out of Cheerios. And Kendra said, <sighs> we did nothing to to train this. It just came out they naturally. Just do this. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I would love to tell that lady, you know what? It's the stick today, but tomorrow it's going to be a, a leaf that's going <laughs> to, he's going to see it's going to be in the shape of a gun or a hand right. grenade. Right. What are those right. things? What are those trees called that drop those, um, those magnolia trees? Remember they have like the, no, they're, uh, liquid ambers. Liqu yeah. And they, they have those like spiky ball spike things. Balls. Yeah. And I was thinking <laughs> of magnolias like, yeah. though that actually had like hand grenades. Oh yes, yeah, the, they do. Yeah, our boys right. broke them and threw them. We live in Texas now where there's magnolia trees, and yes, my kids collect them, and they are <laughs> grenades. Yeah. It's That's unbelievable. Awesome. Hey, uh, before we go to break, can you tell us really quickly, um, who is your target audience for this book, Heather? So my target audience are parents that have boys probably between 4 and 12, because this book is really about laying foundations in the early years that are going to set them on a trajectory for success. The principles are timeless, though, so I've received really great feedback from people with older children. Um, but the ideal target is, is that early years. All right. With that, let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back to, uh, unpack a little bit more about, um, how this book is written and how we can use it and what we've know about boys. So, uh, thanks. We'll be right back. Uh, you all know how much uh, I've confessed on this podcast that I don't love to read. Well, I want to take just a quick moment to tell you about two great new books that I've read that I loved that I think you should read as well. The first is Kendra's Lost and Found. If you want to hear the story behind the story, you know, behind the podcast and hear just what happened in the life of Fletch and Kendra that took us from a life trapped in religion to uh, where we were lost, uh, to a life of the gospel where we were found, where we woke up from gospel amnesia. You need to pick up her book, Lost and Found. You can find that over at KendraFletcher.com. Hey, she doesn't know that I'm plugging this book, so let's not tell her. Uh, the second book is one we talked about last week with uh, Barrett Johnson. It's The Young Man's Guide to Awesomeness. It'll be coming out in the middle of May 2017. Uh, you need to head on over to InfoForFamilies.com. It's a great book that talks to boys about purity. Uh, it talks to them about positive relationships, and it encourages them to get off their butts and stop playing video games and to go out there and do something awesome. So uh, those two books, uh, Kendra's book and Barrett's book, uh, they are my recommendations uh, for the month. You need to get out there and get them. Thanks. 
We're back with author Heather Haupt talking about her book, Nights in Training, and really inspiring these boys to be the kind of chivalrous, uh, brave men that God has created them to be. But Heather, I'm sitting here thinking, I just know we have listeners who are are listening to this and and they're saying to themselves, I, I want to be that mom that Googles chivalry. <laughs> they're but, buried. They're but buried. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I'm nursing a baby and I, you know, and I've got all this stuff. I can't do this. So how do I how do I, the mom who says, I really want to raise boys like this? I really want to inspire them in the way that God has wired them, but I don't even know where to start. Is a great question. And actually, ironically, it's why I wrote the book. I was interviewed by a reporter for the New York Times um, who found this blog post that I wrote six years ago now. And um, so she interviewed me about it, and the article went live on the New York Times. And in the article, she said that I had a whole curriculum for raising nights and training over at my website, and the New York Times hyperlinked to my website. And so as a blogger, I'm freaking out because the <laughs> post was old. Right. And so I'm rustling it up. And it's all it is. It's not curriculum. It was a printable. I put up my little poster <laughs> with the code. And that was it because I had just sort of meant for it to be open-ended. And you can apply it how you want to apply it. And anyway, but – and so – the publisher approached me and asked if I would consider writing this book. I was getting emails. Where's your curriculum? All I see is a poster. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and so I was having to explain to them, I'm so sorry. The reporter misspoke. But that's really why I wrote the book is it gives us as parents something to think about. And then this, and I bring this up in the book, the whole idea of training a boy to become a knight in the Middle Ages it took over a decade. They started training at six or seven and they weren't done till they were 21. And so as parents, it's really nice because this reminds us that we can just take a deep breath, that we're in this for the long haul. And it's not something that you have to accomplish next week or yeah. this summer. It's mm. something, and that's one thing that I go back to over and over again, that we as parents need to embrace that we are here to train them. And then we want our children to understand that their role is one of being in training. And so once we both understand our roles, it makes parenting easier. And so I wrote this so that you could take a chapter at a time. Um, it's, it's sitting down on the couch and reading a picture book with your kids, which is, in my opinion, one of the most enjoyable things you can do with your children. And it's so relaxing. And so it sort of takes the pressure off. You read books, and then when things come up in everyday conversation, you point out. So when I issued the challenge, one of my boys um, had an opportunity, was faced with a situation where he could tell a lie and sort of try to protect himself, or he could fess up and speak the truth, knowing that he would face a consequence. And it was shortly after we issued this challenge, and I could see in his head like he's pausing <laughs> and you know he's debating like do I try to get out of this or do I fess up and we had just talked about how it's a sign of bravery to speak the truth even if it means that life doesn't go well for you and he in that moment in that situation chose to speak the truth and to confess 
And so it was just, it was a beautiful opportunity. And we had that chance in the moment, in those exhausting moments that we're faced with every single day to walk him through repentance. Um, He still had to face the consequence because for what he had done, but we were able to take him aside afterwards and really affirm him. Mm. We are so proud. We see that that was hard for you. And this was a sign of bravery. And we are so thankful to see this sign of growth in you. And we just, we praise God that he is at work in your life. And so that's really what night training is about. It's embracing the everyday moments of our lives. And night training gives us this common language. And so we bring it back to it's brave to speak the truth. It's a sign of leadership when you are generous, when you are extravagantly generous with those around you. And so night training has given us a... um, a common language to speak to them that's inspiring, that's one that they can relate to. But it happens in the everyday moments of, of our life. So it's not the cute Pinterest activity. It's living out nitty-gritty life and pointing out where they are the hero in the moment. Heather, I think this book is so important where we are right now in our society because I think so many of us are operating without that kind of a compass. And so we don't even know what the rules are of society. And I think our boys are growing up saying, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So you know what I, what I know is this video game and I understand the rules clearly here and and that's where I'm going to stay. And, and so, I get affirmation there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think what you have written here is such a great um, foundational underpinning for parents of boys to be able to say, yes, these are the things I want to impart to this son before he leaves my home. So I, I'm just really excited about this and getting this into the hands of other parents. Yeah. And I think also I was looking at this and I, I had two things I wanted to mention there. One is you know, really what she's talking about is just really good, solid discipleship. And this idea that we, we create disciples in a three-week class or a four-week class just isn't the case. It's, it's dialing in, spending the time, and doing life on life with each other, with our disciples, yes. with our little ones, and just saying, hey, here's the example from everyday life. Let's talk about it. Um, that's fantastic. And, and the second thing I, I realized here, Kendra, is um, Heather really made this easy for parents. Yes. Um, you know, for, for a lot of folks and maybe a lot of homeschoolers, we've been talking about this recently. Um, a lot of our listeners, we, we talk intuitively, like we just offer things up to our listeners and we expect them to follow them. But a lot of our listeners say, uh, how do you do that? (laughs) You know, what's what's the step-by-step, you know, Kendra and I can go from A to Z really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people need a, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, yeah, so yes. I, I think your book has done that. It's just provided some really good steps for, for parents to do this. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my goal is to, yeah, break it down and give both parents and sons a vision for this period of boyhood. Heather, thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. It's it's always fun to have you. You're just very delightful and fun to have here. And uh, we are really thankful as parents of five boys that you have written this and um, followed that um, that charge to, to do that. So thank you again. And uh, hey, hurlers, go get nights in training. 
Yes, listeners, head on over to heatherhelp.com. You can find this book. You can find everything else you want to know about Heather. And uh, once again, thank you for being on Homeschooling in Real Life. So thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so obviously excited about this topic, and I love every chance I get to talk to you, too. All right, my lady. Mm-hmm. I'm back to my lady again because I'm trying to be a knight. I love all the resources that she's talking about. You can get these printouts. You can get the book. You can learn all about what it means to raise your sons to be, you know, modern-day knights, but without all the dorkiness, right? I mean, right, we're, we're right, just talking right. principles here. So I'm going to be honest and tell you that when I started talking about this book on Facebook, I had a friend ask, like, oh, is it one of those homeschooly? No, not at all. Heather's just saying, look, we need to instill these qualities in our boys, so let's do this. Yeah, and it's not the same. Like, you you don't suddenly start dressing up like this and trying to relive an era. You know, people say, I want to go back to the 50s. Folks, the 50s, there was segregation. I don't know if we want to go back to every part of the 50s. (laughs) There were a lot of things in the Middle Ages. People think, oh, you'll leave it to Beaver. I mean, do you want to do dishes with pearls on your neck like (laughs) Barbara Billingsley did? You know, there's the deal. I mean, we don't want to just go back and and relive this. We want to take some of the great qualities out of this this time of knighthood and and use those with our boys. That's what we're talking about. All right, folks. So head to our show notes. uh, Go to the link on Heather Helped and find out how to get this book. You need to get it in your hands. If you're raising young men, uh, this is just one more resource you can have in your arsenal. All right, Kenj, we got some letters from listeners. Ooh, we just got a letter. Oh, wait, that's wow. the wrong show. I'll do, our, I'll, I'll do some letter <laughs> music right now. Here okay. it goes. Here it goes. All right, so we got a letter from Misty. Now, Misty was referring to a previous podcast, and the podcast she's referring to is episode 147, so just a few back when we talked about when homeschoolers judge. Do you remember that episode? I do. I hope you do. You recorded it with me. And Misty said, hey, today's podcast was perfect timing. Just last night, a friend shared that she may be putting one of her children in school next year. I don't think I said anything out of the way, but I know that I felt it. Ugh. Thanks for putting it out there today so I could go straight to her with encouragement. So thankful to have found y'all just yesterday. Uh, Misty must be from the South, because she actually wrote out y'all. Why? A-L-L. So thankful to have found y'all yesterday. God's timing is perfect always. Hey, Misty, we are glad that that episode we put out there, you know, that's not a popular one among homeschoolers to talk about, you know, when, when you put your kids in public school or when you make that decision. Um, and then when we just jump on and judge. So I'm glad that that was an encouragement to you. I'm glad that, that that one uh, received receptive ears, huh, Kenj? Yes. Now we got one more letter just today that I want to read. This one came in from Lisa, and Lisa is a single mom. Um, Her husband died several years ago, and she just had to say, the podcast and are always repeating the gospel and grace does help motivate me and keep me going. And she went on and talked some more. And I just wanted to say, Lisa, thanks for listening. Sorry you're having to do this alone uh, as a single mom, as a widow. Um, And just know that God is big enough. God is great enough. We, We talk about this all the time. And you know what? I'm so thankful that someone writes in and says, thanks for talking about the gospel. Only because, and I want to read this letter because every time we speak at conferences, um, what happens, Kench? People say, you guys spoke the gospel. Mm-hmm. You talked about Jesus. You know, I went to this whole homeschooling convention and didn't hear the gospel once. I think especially as a single mom, it can be very easy to go to those conferences and feel like you are going to fail because you don't have that perfect component of the fa- whole family. And God is bigger, Lisa. Remember that.
All right. Also, we need to let you guys know we are going to the East Coast again. We just got back from Atlanta. This is exciting. We are heading out to Sandy Cove for the homeschool week of family camp, June 18th through 23rd. Now, we know it's right around the corner, but we have just been told that they have a few openings. So if this is something your family can jump in and do, we would love, love, love to see you there. We're going to spend a week, Fletch, talking about hope shifting. Dudes, come out. Hang out with us. It's a week at camp. You get to hang out with us in real time. We get to eat meals together. You'll get to meet the mighty Joe, and then you will say, hmm. Mm, this makes sense. I Now I know what they're talking about. <laughs> now you know why uh, Kinder's I, I just crazy. went on the Sandy Cove website. You can get over there at sandycove.org. Uh, look for the homeschool week. It's June 18th through 23rd. Uh, just do a search for Kendra and Andy Fletcher. Um, and then, you know, the funny thing is the picture up there, um, you have short brown hair and I'm bald. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not sure how those so, pictures got out there. But, um, that's but we're right. super excited to go share about Hope Shifting, like you said. It's going to be a whole week. We're going to talk, I think, four times we're sharing. Yes. And we're really going to break down Hope Shifting from Hope Shifting, how it won't save your kids, or how homeschooling won't save your kids. We're going to talk about marriage. Yep. It's just going to be a time where we can be very close and intimate. And here's the deal. We don't just speak and walk away and go lock ourselves in a cabin. Yeah, we're going to be there living life with you all day long for an entire week. It's going to be really, really fun. Yeah, so if you can make it, if you can swing this, um, it's it's in Maryland, it's at Sandy Cove. We're willing to drive, fly across country. I was going to say drive. I'm not willing to drive across country with Mighty Joe, <laughs> but I'm willing Mighty to Joe. fly across country. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have our most recent grad, Mighty Joe, Christian, Kendra and me. So it's going to be a great time. We're looking forward to being there and we'd love to have you join us. So head on over. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes that takes you directly to the page for registration. Fletch, do you have one more thing? I have one more thing. We have a huge surprise coming. So this <gasps> I week, forgot. I'm just putting the bait on the hook. Okay, great. I'm not going to say Ooh, more. Each yeah. week, we'll give you a little more information. Big surprise coming from Fletch and Kendra from Homeschooling in Real Life. Mm, now, are we ready to wrap tuned. up this show? That's what we used to say when we were kids on TV. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. Same bat time, same bat hour. That was at the end of Batman. Are you ready to wrap this up? Let's do it. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. Homeschooling in Real Life.